Hello, everybody. It's your host of the Sports Buddy Podcast, Roman, um, a.k.a. El Tutorino. Almost screwed that up. I just started. Um, like to welcome you all back. Uh, appreciate uh, the wait and everything. I've been running a little bit of the Twitter and everything, uh, but I haven't had time to really sit down and record anything. Um, some big things that have been going on lately, and we're going to talk about these couple of, uh, of topics. Uh, one being the uh, the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury rematch that happened this past weekend, and then also uh, what's going on in the NFL. The biggest story, I think, in, in my opinion, which is where is Tom Brady going to be? Uh, where does he go? Does he stay in New England? Because he's, he's testing those waters of uh, free agency, and I think he's uh, doing his due diligence. But, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, like Adam Schefter are actually putting out some uh, big things like uh, just stating that he'd be surprised to see Brady actually stay in New England. Now, if you're me, I actually would be extremely surprised if he didn't. And we're going to go ahead and just start talking about that. Um, right now, there, you know, he's got a bunch of teams he could easily go to if he were to leave New England. And a lot of the teams that are high on interest uh, for, for Tom Brady, I say Tom like I actually know the guy. Like he's over, like he comes over and drinks whiskey with me, but um, you know the 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 teams that are in high interest for him are, for some odd reason, and, but you know the whole league could be open to him. But you have my beloved Chargers, you have the Raiders, you have Miami, you have the Colts. Um, I, I, there's a lot of teams in this mix that, uh, just give off a sense of high interest because the reality is it doesn't matter what team it is. Everybody's interested in Tom Brady. You know, a lot of these owners, the general managers, uh, coaches, they would love to have him. So don't think for a second that, you know, any of these guys would, place their starter uh, on the back end unless they have that franchise tag. Uh, But unless they don't have that, don't think for a second that if they could, that they wouldn't add Brady because that's nonsense. You're talking about a guy who's won six Super Bowls. And, um, yeah, it's just silly to think that none of these teams would want him. Now... The interesting thing is, I believe it was actually Adam Schefter who did report that Brady's representation is meeting with some teams. Now, that comes to no shock to me. You gotta send out your team to do the due diligence and, you know, before you even try to go to any kind of negotiating table. Because... I believe it's March 16th, so we're about like a, a little over two weeks away from what's known as that little tampering uh, uh, period 
where free agency really kicks off, where players like Brady are allowed to actually go talk to other teams, sit down at a negotiating table, um, go over terms, uh, dinero, you know, go over the money as well. So I, I think he's just doing his due, gil- uh, due diligence with the time that he's spent, uh, you know, as arguably the best quarterback of all time. I mean, you can't argue six Super Bowl wins, but you got to do that due diligence when that time comes just to see what are teams willing to pay for me if you're in his position. Now, like I said earlier, uh, Adam Schefter did uh, put out, and I'd seen it pretty much live on ESPN earlier, that he'd be surprised if Brady stayed with New England. Now, I'm not on that same train. I think he's yanking everybody's chain, and I think he's going to uh, get maybe a uh, probably a two-year deal for less money than he's making already. Um, why? Did you say? Well, obviously the guy's worth a bunch of money as it is. He has endorsements. His wife is ridiculously rich. Um, so money's not even a, a question for them. They're well off. Uh, Tom Brady could retire right now and be well off for the rest of his life. So I don't think it's coming down to money. And that's why I think he's just testing out, seeing what everybody would pay him, what, you know, just run him down what that, what the, uh, uh, the dichotomy of their organizations would be. Um, so I'd actually be very shocked to see him go to any other team. Um, now this leads us to what's going on with the draft. So you have guys like Joe Burrow. Didn't look too excited when he was first presented a, a Cincinnati Bengals uh, helmet. Uh, just coming off of winning the national uh, uh, championship down at LSU. You have uh, Tua, Tua Glovia. I'm totally butchering that name. But, you know, Tua, the uh, quarterback out of Alabama. He's a phenomenal athlete. Big thing that's on the question of a lot of these uh, uh, organizations is how healthy will he be? How good is he going to look? Will he cl- uh, uh, clear uh, those uh, physical waivers? Because as you remember, toward around the end of the season for college football, he broke his hip. Um, another guy that strikes me is very interesting to go almost anywhere is Justin Herbert. A lot of people are sleeping on him, but his workouts uh, looked phenomenal uh, at the combine. And, you know, obviously we're going to wait to see about the pro day before the draft comes up. And uh, the reason why I bring up these guys is for the fact that a lot of teams are looking into new quarterbacks. Now, if we all recall how Brady came into uh, the role of the guy, he was playing behind uh, Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe gets injured. Brady comes in. 
Bledsoe gets healthy, doesn't play another down as a Patriot. That's just how it worked. It was Brady's team from there. And then we're in the position where we're all at now. We all know the dynasty that uh, Belichick and Brady have put together. And one of the things that's comical about now that I mentioned uh, Belichick, too, is everyone, you know, the last few seasons they keep saying, oh, they're not getting along. They're not getting And these are all just rumors, I think, that get started for that clickbait, uh, just trying to get you to look at their stuff. Um, because if things weren't going so well, you know, why is it that every time they talk about these guys aren't getting along, they're winning Super Bowl championships? So uh, it's pretty silly to assume that those guys are having any kind of trouble. I think, like I said earlier, Brady and his team are just doing their due diligence. He's getting ready to retire. He's got another two seasons in him. And I think that <clears throat> the Patriots are going to look to um, spend some money on some weapons for him. He's going to play for a little bit less money. Close the uh, close up that book, or at least that chapter on that book. Um but yeah, there's going to be a lot more to come, you know, I, I believe, like either March 13th or March 16th. I think it's going to be March 16th. But all that's going to come to play. Um, because if you look at even the situation of the Chargers, uh, it was a rough season, <laughs> to say the least. And this is an organization that passed up, well, not passed up, but uh, they sent off uh, Drew Brees in favor of Philip Rivers. Now, I get into this argument all the time that uh, Rivers and uh, Brady are the same thing. Like if you, because there was talk about, you know, Brady leaving New England as there is today, and then the future of Rivers was unknown, and it's still unknown. Uh, just because he hasn't landed on a team, he has moved to Florida, if you ask me, I think he's going to either uh, Tampa Bay or Miami. One of those two teams is going to pick up Rivers. He moved his team, uh, his family to Florida, so he's got to know something that we don't. That's probably not getting disclosed until uh, March 16th. Um, but before that, you know, there was talk about Rivers going some other place and Brady coming to the Chargers, and I was kind of against it just because it's like, dude, you're, if you, if you put it into car senses, you say that, uh, how I'd break this down, how I quantify it is you're getting rid of your Honda Civic for a Toyota uh, uh, Corolla, the same exact thing. Same exact car. They do a different brand, but they drive the same. They handle the same, literally. It, everything's okay. Maybe some of the electronics are different as well, but it's the same car. Mini, sedan. It's like, um, like a, 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 a GMC truck and a Chevy truck. They're the same truck. So Brady and Rivers, literally, if you flip-flop them onto, both, uh, onto each other's teams, they're going to mimic what, what's going on on the opposite end. So I wasn't too keen of that then. 
Chargers went ahead, I think it was about two weeks ago or so, saying they're going to move on from Rivers. And at first I was sad just because that guy puts his heart and soul into it. But, and, um, you know, as far as the fan base here in L.A., there are more Charger fans than it appears to be. I think we're all going to flood that new SoFi Stadium. But, um, you know, the big joke was him and his kids were the biggest, uh, were the fan base, essentially. And, um, but, you know, he has strong ties to this organization. And they said, we're going to move on. And, you know, behind him, you have guys like Tyrod Taylor, who is more, a more than capable starting quarterback. And you also have uh, Easton Stick, who a lot of people don't know, but the reason why you never saw Easton Stick is because Tyrod Taylor is Tyrod Taylor. Easton Stick is a two-time Division II national champion, very proven at the collegiate level. Obviously, it was good enough to uh, stay somewhat on the roster, but when you got someone like Tyrod Taylor backing up uh, Rivers, you know that's no easy task to take over. So I imagine right now, you know, this coming season, as far as uh, the Chargers situation, that that um, that job's up for grabs. Uh, which I know, you know, as far as draft wise go. I don't know if they go and pick up a new quarterback just because you got two guys there, but you know you got to see how they're performing. You got to take a look at Justin Herbert, who's next on the ticker. Um, you know, Chargers got the sixth pick. I'd like to see them uh, beef up the O line because that was a big problem. But if you're not going to do that, you got to have someone that's mobile, like a uh, you know Tyrod Taylor's a mobile guy. I am not sure how Easton Stick is. Uh, to be quite frank, and then uh, Justin Herbert can move, dude. He can scramble. Um, that's a fast uh, old college kid. But, uh, yeah, moving on from there, I mean, going back to Brady and his possible destinations, uh, realistically, I don't think in the real sense that they're going to go to a team and like the Colts, and look back at um, <coughs> Jacoby Brissett, who obviously backed up Brady in New England and say, hey, yeah, we, uh, we're going to put this old guy over here. You understand, right? It's like, that's kind of silly. Um, and, just because, and I've heard someone say this goofball statement saying that Jacoby Brissett is a backup, isn't a starter. And it's like, he propelled that team to a higher spot than Andrew Luck did in the previous season. So it's hard to even argue that. I think Brissett finally got his shot, made the best of what he had. I mean, it's not like the Colts are a world-beater team. Like they're, I mean, they're full of studs, obviously. But uh, it, it's not like they had the best guys in the league on there, you know, flooding that team. Um, and the coaching situation's a little bit uh, questionable over there. So... I think, you know, this season a lot of things open up for Brissett and uh, in the Colts organization the, going to the Raiders now. They're looking to get anybody to play quarterback. I mean, Derek Carr broke his brother's record. I don't even, it was just bad. It was for shit in the bed, uh, to say the least. 
you know, the guys, um, the guy would do very well in the XFL, and obviously he's earned his spot to be a starter on that team in the Raiders, but he's not a super elite guy, and I think going into the next year, season or two, I think the Raiders are probably looking to develop a new guy, get some fresh blood in there, because uh, uh, Carr's just been there for quite a few seasons, and not a whole lot of magic has been made. So if you're them, you're probably looking at you're looking to grab a whole new direction potentially if it's available. So I wouldn't be surprised to uh, to see the Raiders seriously inquiring about uh, Tom Brady. So don't be surprised at them making some even egregious offers uh, because it, a you go in a little bit of a not a little bit, you go in a totally new direction if it were to happen. And B, you get your your guy Carr to kind of learn from under the master, you know, um, if he even stays with the team. But that's all hypothetic. That's all speculation if that were to happen. But overall, I don't see Brady leaving the Patriots. Um, and I think the rest of the league's just going to have to deal with that. Now, moving forward... Uh, let's talk about the Wilder uh, Fury fight. That was a, uh, depending on who you're right, I mean, it was kind of a, depending on who you're rooting for, it's going to be how you judge the fight. Um, just because I personally was uh, rooting for uh, Deontay Wilder, and I, you know, I seen him get cracked, got wobbled. Didn't look too good. Cracked Fury back, but you know what? Fury ate the big punch that got landed on him in the first round and was able to drop Wilder a couple times in the fight. And overall, you know, uh, uh, Wilder's corner had to throw in the towel. And, you know, it, it got pretty bad. Um you know, Wilder, it looked like his, uh, he was bleeding from the ear. I, I was hearing people talk about how his eardrum was uh, blown out. And uh, originally, well, initially, I thought he was, uh, because he wears those plug earrings, I thought maybe the hole tore a little bit. Um, that wasn't the case. He got cracked, and um, yeah, just never recovered. Got thrown in the corner and started. And got cracked a couple more times, and corner did the right thing and stopped the fight. Personally, I thought they probably should have, you know, made that decision two rounds earlier, just because the fight did not look like it was going. It just never looked like it was going to get better for Fury, or excuse me, for Wilder. From the moment he got dropped. Moving forward, you know, going into the second round, from second round on, it just didn't look like it was gonna, uh, there was gonna be any kind of improvement for uh, Deontay Wilder. And, um, um, I just don't, um, I don't see where they do a rematch initially. I mean, I'd imagine. 
that, you know, moving forward, because obviously Wilder's going to want to impose on a rematch, but I, if you're in that team, I wouldn't think you want to do that as far as something earlier than the fall time, you know, December even, because you got to prep a whole nother way. You got to get your footwork right. Um, and this isn't me trying to be like that. I know I'm sounding like the uh, freaking uh, um, couch coach or, you know, living room quarterback, whatever it's called. Anyways, um, you know, uh, and I'm sure a lot of that fight was on autopilot. Um, but as soon as he got dropped, it just didn't, it didn't look like it was going in, uh, uh, any kind of positive direction for Wilder. Now, you look at a couple things that were different in the fight. Um, Fury came in like 273, 275, somewhere in the 270s. Wilder beefed up as well. He went from, you know, the last fight on fight night, he was weighing 209. Um, he's had, what, two other fights, another fight for sure, uh, where he weighed about the same, put on some weight. I'd imagine they were probably banking on just having a little bit more power and, you know, uh, with Fury just beefing up. I wasn't a fan of that at first. I didn't think that was going to be a good thing for him, you know, to go stand there and trade with Wilder, but he marched him down and beat the piss out of him at will, essentially. And um, it ended up working out really phenomenally. Uh, Wilder got up to, I think it was like 230-something, like 238, I think. And um, it just didn't look like um, it was great for him. I think for him to be lighter would have been better, but also you're accounting for thinking about maybe you might eat a punch hard or you're probably going to want a little bit more, uh, you know, on that power side for yourself. Um, And I truly believed that Wilder was just going to go in there, touch uh, uh, Fury's head again, and this time Fury wasn't going to get up. Um, And I was wrong, you know. Um... Just like I've been wrong about a lot of things this year. Well, last year in sports. Uh, But we're not going to talk about those things. Uh, Fury looked great. Uh, Wilder just looked like he got taken out. Just from the time the fight started, it was, you know, extremely exciting. And, oh man, this wild turkey's delicious. Sorry about that. Um, God bless you, uh, Eddie and Jimmy Russell, master distillers at Wild Turkey. You guys make great stuff. Um, but anyways, um, I just, uh, it was a great fight for Fury. You know, um, Wilder just couldn't get it done. And personally, I think... If he wants to get that rematch, they do it later in the year. Let him heal up, stay working out, 
stay in shape somehow, have no contact for like a couple months, promote the hell out of it, but um, that's if he wants to get it done. Now, in the meantime, you have Fury and Joshua. Now, that's going to be a hard fight to make just because, I mean, unless Eddie Hearn really looks at the dollar amount, which the dollar amount could be, uh, it, it'll be astronomical. So I think you'll see another co-promotion go on. And what I mean by that, um, you know, they did a simulcast uh, of ESPN and the Fox pay-per-view, just like uh, how... Manny and Floyd did HBO and Showtime, uh, which I think are better products, personally. But anyways, um, I think we're going to see a simulcast between DAZN and ESPN+. And just make sure you order the fight on ESPN+, Plus because DAZN is crap quality. I mean, we're talking about it. It's still buffering. It's like, dude, it's 2020. <laughs> Why are we dealing with this? Uh, but it's like... 15 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month. But anyway, um, I think you're going to get a simulcast between DAZN and uh, ESPN uh, Plus for a Joshua Tyson Fury fight. Now, if Tyson Fury wins, you know, say this fight goes forward, Tyson Fury gets a great win, it's going to push the Deontay Wilder fight aside for a while. Um, depending on, it, it depends on how the fight goes. Reason why, I mean, I know, uh, we saw Fury and Wilder fight their first fight and then they both went on, had two other fights and it took a little while, but rematch ended up happening. Um, you risk a couple things, um, either way, but I think the best matchup to make is Fury versus Joshua and... I think maybe Joshua pulls it off, but it's hard to say because Fury is just a, a madman. He's king of the gypsy. He's the gypsy king. Um, straight savage. But Joshua is uh, no slouch himself, gold medalist, world champion, unified world champion. But if you had to ask me, I think uh, Fury has faced a stiffer competition at this point. And, I, you know what, honestly, I think I'd pick Fury. I think I'd pick Fury. Now, what puts in jeopardy is the third fight with Wilder. Right now, nobody really wants to see that, especially because in the aftermath of the fight, uh, while, you know, like this week, Wilder started blaming his performance on him wearing a 40-pound costume, uh, walking you know, to the ring in that thing, said he had no legs, but it's like he got cracked. So you know, when you start making excuses, nobody wants to see you. Uh, it, it, you make it pretty hard for everybody to tune in. You know, you just want to hear the guy, okay, you know what, I got caught, I'll be back. Then you're like, ooh, Let's see what we got here. But in this case, it's, you know, all these excuses from having things in his life go on before the fight. And then saying no excuse, but it's like you already made an excuse. And then you start blaming um, the 40-pound costume. It's just nonsense. Um, 
So I think at best, maybe if you're a Tyson Fury fan, you probably see that Joshua fight um, maybe in September, just depending on what Golden Boy's plans are for uh, Canelo Alvarez. Because right now, there's no, there's nothing serious lined up, and there's no talks of at least that I'm aware of. Uh, um, of any big Canelo fights going on, just because the guy has the boxing world, uh, boxing world by the balls, um, and nobody's done this since Floyd. You know, uh, it, a lot of people don't tune into some of these bigger fights. That where if you're a boxing fan like me, you're trying to watch as many of these as possible. Even the free fights on ESPN, Fox, um, you know, some of your friends' other accounts, whatever. But, you know, you go on YouTube and watch boxing <laughs> if you have to. You love boxing. But for the casual fan, usually no one tunes in unless Canelo Alvarez is on that pay-per-view now. And Manny Pacquiao is kind of a, a you know, a, a name that floats out there as far as, like, popularity. But unless it's, like, Pacquiao, Canelo, or a big heavyweight fight like we just had, not many people would tune in to watch. So there's a lot of open dates for a, a Fury-Joshua match, and you kind of get Wilder. Wilder kind of gets tossed off to the side if that happens um, in a big way. Now, the upside of that, if you're Wilder, you could fight Andy Ruiz in the meantime. Now, what I mean by a, in a, uh, on the upside for him is... Ruiz is now a former world champ. Um, he's a very capable opponent. Uh, and I don't mean to say opponent isn't like he's a B-side guy or anything, but he's a, a very capable guy to uh, bring in some pay-per-view. And uh, as far as a competitor goes, it's not something that you're going to go, oh, yeah, that fight's happened. I didn't even know it happened. Um, you're going to try to tune into that. It's a big fight. Uh, but as far as that um, that kind of big matchup, I think Fury and Wilder, or excuse me, Joshua, really, if both sides can get some kind of agreement going, I think that's the big fight everybody's going to be waiting on. And you could see two or three fights. Um, and we're talking straight the way it used to be, where they fight, maybe... A rematch happens six months later, eight months later almost. Um, but you also have to plan these dates out pretty carefully because, you know, to be honest with you, Canelo could pick any weight class he wants, go and grab it, and say, this is my uh, Mexican Independence Day fight. Guess what? I'm going to watch Canelo on that over the heavyweight championship of the world. That's just how it is. That's the world we live in. Um, so they got to really kind of plan around that or really put, if they're both in on it, they got to push to really make that the big deal. Um, but I could see them fighting maybe possibly in October. You got to let this stuff build up. You got to get everything done the right way. Um, but yeah, it's kind of my two cents on that whole situation. I think that's the next matchup to make. And um, yeah, it, so I just want to let everybody know too. Um, I did mention Twitter. 
So if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, it is at SportsBuddy. Um, I think it's to be exact on the uh, the handle. Let me just, it's like at SportsBuddy1 or something like that. Or gee, Let me see. Stupid Twitter. It's taking a while to pull up. I should know my own stuff, right? Yeah, I think my cat was just laughing at me. Um, let's see. At Sports Buddy Two, so that's where. And, and I'm getting a lot. I'm getting better at being active on this thing. But it's at Sports Buddy Two. If you want to follow, um, I'm gonna try to about every week put out an episode again. We're gonna get active on this. It's gonna be great. Um, and if you, this is a great way to, if you follow me on, uh, Twitter on this, or if you, uh, you can even send some messages through there, ask questions, get opinions back. We'll put it in the uh, next episode. So make sure you follow on Twitter at, at sports buddy two. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, get some questions going, uh, you know, some new stuff for the next show. Uh, I appreciate everybody that's, uh, um, you know, listening, um, to follow on Twitter, like I said, you know, uh, send your questions and everything, and, uh, yeah, we're gonna get this going again, um, yeah, I apologize about the, uh, the time off, but, you know, just never had some time, real time to actually get this done. Um, all right, we'll talk to you, uh, we'll see you, we'll see you later.